You're listening to the 202 Studio, a podcast series exploring the creative sparks emanating from the District of Columbia. Throughout the series, we'll be talking with artists, humanities practitioners, organizational leaders, and many others. Individuals working behind the scenes and in the spotlight, in organizations, studios, and workshops in all eight wards. As we explore the heartbeat of DC's arts, humanities, creativity, and culture. To learn more, visit dcarts.dc.gov. Welcome to the 202 Studio. From the DC Commission on the Arts and Humanities, I'm Jeffrey Scott. Today, we are joined all the way from across the Atlantic Ocean by the Assistant Director of Economic Regeneration at Sunderland City Council, Ms. Catherine Ald. Catherine, thank you for joining us. Thank you very much for having me. So a little bit of background for those who may be listening to this. Uh, Sunderland is one of the district's sister cities. And the Commission on the Arts and Humanities, for a number of years, one of our grant programs is focused on the district's sister cities. It's a uh, cultural exchange grant that provides funding for DC artists to travel to one of DC's sister cities and participate in activities or projects there, and also to bring artists from those cities back to DC to share their experiences as well. Now, all of DC's sister cities are the capital cities of their respective countries except the United Kingdom's sister city with DC, which would be, instead of London, it is Sunderland. And of course, you know the story, I know the story, but Catherine, if you'd like to share with our listeners why Sunderland was chosen as the sister city for DC. So Sunderland has a very unique historic connection with Washington, DC. So if you trace the family tree of the Washington family, all the way back to 1183, then a gentleman called William de Harpen exchanged some land with the person who was the Bishop of Durham at the time and became William de Wessington. The name Wessington gradually changed over the years, over the generations to Washington, and generations of the Washington family lived at Washington Old Hall in our city. The family moved further south in the UK and then across to the US, and then eventually George Washington was born, became General George Washington, and then became the first president of the United States. So the Washington family coat of arms in terms of the stars and the stripes is actually exactly the same as you'll see with the D.C. flag. Mm -hmm. And Sunderland uh, actually celebrates uh, America's Independence Day on July 4th. Is that correct? That is correct. I'm not sure if we're the only place outside of the US to celebrate it, but certainly the only one that I'm aware of. So every year, the Friends of Washington Old Hall and local schools and city council together arrange an event to celebrate American Independence Day in the grounds of Washington Old Hall. And each year, since we became a sister city with DC, then some of our young people, particularly from the primary schools in the city, have done a range of different performances and songs linked to a different theme each year that um, links into their partnership with D.C. And so Sunderland has been uh, Washington, D.C.'s uh, sister city since 2006. Uh, and you have been involved uh, with that relationship uh, this entire time, correct? That's right, yes. been very fortunate. So uh, tell us a little bit about 
those first couple of years of of the relationship, and in particular, uh, in the context of of the arts exchange and the cultural exchange that uh, the DC Commission uh, might have been a part of. So in the early days, one of the things about Sunderland is that it's involved in glassmaking. So we were one of the first places in Europe to make coloured glass. And through a link with Washington Glass School, we started to do a couple of joint events in terms of helping our glassmakers and Washington DC-based glassmakers to exhibit together. So the first real creative project that we did together was to do a glass exhibition back in 2008. And that was when we met an organisation called Artomatic from DC. And really the partnership and the introduction to the Arts and Humanities Commission has grown from that point. So the first starting of the activity was really around glass and then glass and ceramics. And then it's broadened much more into a very deep relationship across a number of areas in terms of film and dance and also humanities because of the historic link. What are some of the the benefits um, of the Sister Cities grant program that the DC Arts Commission runs, uh, the benefits that your city has, uh, has been able to enjoy over the years? I think one of the things that's been really important is for our creative businesses to have the opportunity to work with people who've come from DC as part of the Sister Sisters Grant Programme that they would not otherwise have had the chance to work with. So, for example, with the first grant that John Gann was successful with, he was heavily involved in setting up DC Shorts and came through the Sister Cities Grant Programme and through the DC Commission, the Arts Commission, to Sunderland to help us to set up a short film festival. And that's something that is now in its fifth year. It's something that we would never necessarily even have had the idea to do and had the inspiration and the experience shared from DC to do without that project through the Arts Commission. I think more recently, in terms of some of the work that we've done with Company E and Paul Emerson, he's built up a real network with some of our musicians and dancers and other creative practitioners here who've been able to to learn from the way that he works, to have an opportunity to work as part of an international project. And I think for all of the people involved from DC and from Sunderland, it helps them to grow their own practices and to, to learn from the other ways of working. And the grant uh, allows not only for DC artists to travel to one of the district's sister cities, uh, but also for artists from those cities to come back to DC. Um, have you had uh, artists from Sunderland uh, come to DC and and share their works? So the the project that's worked in that way has been the one that we did with Tudor Place. So Tudor Place. What that involved was a sharing of experience in terms of managing historic properties, looking about how you work in terms of the buildings themselves, but also the gardens, programmes like Art in the Garden, which is a big part of what Tudor Place do. And we had um, people who look after Washington Old Hall here, which is the ancestral home of the Washington family, travel to Tudor Place to be part of events and programmes in Tudor Place, as well as the people from Tudor Place coming to be part of programs and actually July the 4th celebration here at Washington Art Hall. Tell me a little bit about, um, and for our listeners 
who may not be familiar with Sunderland, what sort of a city is it? And what is your what is your own arts and culture scene like in the city? So Sunderland is a city in the northeast of England. It's a city by the sea. So we have a river, but we also have the sea within walking distance of the city centre. Our history was really built on, from an economy perspective, on coal mining and shipbuilding. And that links into one of the projects that we've done together under the Sister Cities Grant um, and glassmaking. And now we're much more focused in terms of automotive and advanced manufacturing and customer services and software and technology. But there's a broad range of cultural activity within the city. So Sunderland was actually um, developed a very strong bid to um, as part of a national competition in the UK to identify who would be the city of culture in 2021. So although unfortunately we weren't successful, we did um, galvanise a lot of energy and a lot of different partners working together in the city. And there's a real momentum in terms of culture and creative businesses that's come out of that development programme and that bid programme. We have um, a whole range of different work, but I think one of the things that's grown most strongly through the partnership with DC has been around film. So film professionals who've been able to develop their craft um, and to learn from the experience of DC and to bring together the full range of creative businesses from artists and filmmakers through to graphic designers and other creative businesses. And so you work in the field of economic regeneration, which uh, I imagine is sort of akin to our city's government, where we have economic development and planning is one of our offices. Yes. Um, and you've hinted about this, uh, talked about this a little bit already, but how have how have you seen your local businesses uh, and enterprises grow and develop, whether they were creative businesses or, or non-creative businesses, uh, with any intersections with, with arts and culture? So we've had a number of software and technology companies who've come to D.C. to see what the opportunities are in terms of the American market more generally. But I think what's been quite interesting, so the most recent project that we're doing together under the Sister Cities Grant brings together the creative side of things through dance, but also the software and technology side through um, alternative reality. So that's quite an interesting project that sort of really brings together the more traditional side in terms of art and creativity with software development and the new emerging technologies there. So that's quite exciting to watch that one develop. It's not quite finished yet, mm -hmm. but I think that'll be a really exciting one to see when it is finished. And it, and it involves dance, you said? It does. It involves dance. So basically what you'll have is a situation where there's a real dancer and also almost an avatar who's dancing. And there'll be the interplay between the two so they can you can watch them dance alone, but you can also watch them dance in an interaction together. And it poses lots of questions in terms of what's, what's real to who. So in terms of for the avatar, is the real dancer real? So it brings a little bit of philosophy and psychology into dance and technology. Very much so. <laughs> um, how, how far along is that particular project? It's close. So I'm sure you'll be able to show it before too long. Oh, great. <laughs> well, that sounds fascinating. Um, how large is Sunderland? Uh, I didn't ask that earlier, but what's the population and, and approximate size? 
So we have about 275,000 people. So we're much smaller than DC. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the sort of travel to work area, you've probably got about 1.2 million people. Mm-hmm. Where do you see in a, a general sense the the future connections, benefits, outcomes of interfusing art and culture with business and economic development? I think for us, it's quite interesting in terms of there's always a debate around STEM subjects, so around science, technology, engineering, and maths, and that debate, which we have here, I think you probably do in the mm-hmm. US as well, around STEM and STEAM. Mm-hmm. So whether you should include arts within that STEM category. And I think the creativity and the innovation that we want to see and to encourage and to support in all of our businesses can come very well from that interaction between having artists and practitioners involved in business. I think also in terms of the regeneration of areas of city, it's quite important to think about the role that creative and cultural businesses and the artistic community can play in creating that environment that people want to come and be part of and want to live in that area, want to work in that area and create events and engagements that people can be part of. I think one of the other things that's really important for us and we've seen that in some of the projects that we've done together under the Sister Cities Grant, is to involve our young people. So in each of the projects that we've done with Company E, we've worked with our local college and some of their dance students and the professional dancers who've come from DC have worked with our young people who are in the earliest stages in terms of their own professional development, might not choose dance as a performance and as a career, but have that as part of their life skills and their way of learning to express themselves and for those young people to have that opportunity to work with professionals from another country to have the challenge that comes in terms of the the level of expectation and the performance that they're able to rise to and able to perform at is really important in terms of raising aspiration and raising ambition so i think there's a number of different themes in there to a certain extent mm-hmm. yes but i think it's it's really really important that we have creativity and innovation and arts linking into our overall economic development. Do you have any similar relationships with other uh, countries around the world of their artists or creative entrepreneurs coming to Sunderland uh, to participate in projects or develop projects as you do with DC? It's interesting because we have four formal international partnerships as a city. So Our oldest partnerships are in Europe, so a city called Essen in Germany, who we partnered with back in 1949, Um, a town in Saint-Nazaire, which is shipbuilding heritage and still has shipbuilding, which we partnered with in 1953. Then, obviously, our partnership with DC from 2006, and our most recent partnership is with a city called Harbin in China, in the far northeast of China. And each of those partnerships are very different, and the focus of them I guess because the partnerships develop and evolve through the individual connections that people make, how they then lead to other connections. But really, I think in terms of the creative businesses, the strongest partnership very much that we have is with DC. And I really do think that that is linked to the priority that the Arts Commission has attached to the Sister Cities and the provision of the Sister Cities grant and that encouragement of the way to work. So with some of our other partnerships, with, say, our French partnership, we do quite a lot in terms of schools 
And we've got a project that's looking at health and well-being and how that can encourage and help young people to raise their levels of attainment in school. Um, with Essen, we've done quite a lot in terms of informal youth work, again, a lot with young people. Um, and with China, different focus, again, with our schools, not so much yet in terms of um, creative industries particularly. So they've all developed their own different theme, but I think really the DC partnership and that creative industry strand, I don't think we could ever have anticipated back in 2006 just how strong that would become. But there's almost been a little journey that sort of led through from that early work with Artomatic and Washington Glass School, introductions that people made to us then into the Arts Commission, then the link with John Gann and Film, then the approach that we had from Company E, whose first dance performance was really around Washington Old Hall and the historic connection. And that opened up new partnerships. So that opened up what then became a later Sister Cities grant in terms of the application between Tudor Place and Washington Old Hall. So there's been a little bit of serendipity on the way, a lot of enthusiasm and real commitment and proper strong relationships that have developed that have just continued to let that aspect of the DC partnership grow and grow. And I think that's quite unique. And I think there's some unique aspects to Washington, DC that allow for that. One being that you, we are a, we're a city of 700,000, but we are a condensed compact city and particularly our arts and humanities community. Uh, a lot of folks know each other. And so it's, it's, easy to make if you know one person you can get introductions to other people and make those connections i think uh much more easily than you could in in other parts of the country and i believe uh the dc arts commission uh commission on the arts and humanities may be the only or one of the few state arts agencies that specifically has this type of grant program geared towards cultural exchange around sister cities um for a particular state or city so that we are able to provide that sort of funding for our resident artists to travel and participate uh, certainly helps. I think that's been really, really valuable. And I think it's been really instrumental in the way that the relationships have developed. What has been some of the the feedback or response that you've heard over the years from from your residents as far as when when these folks from across the pond come from DC to to show their art or participate in these projects I think people are just really open to working with people who who want to engage and want to be part of the city so I think the quality of the work that people bring across and develop here speaks for itself so I think people get a very, very positive welcome. I know um, Paul Emerson's been quite a few times to Sunderland from Company E, and I think he more or less feels at home within the city now. He has his own networks of creative practitioners and, of course, still needs some support from us, but not nearly as much as in the early days. But I think people really enjoy the opportunity to experience the work that other people create from DC and to be able to be part of that. And what have what have the DC artists told you over the years as far as their experience? Certainly, we know that uh, it's been positive, largely. Uh, but 
any specific uh, anecdotes or stories or feedback that you've gotten over the years? I think one of the things that people like, it's quite interesting when people choose as to where they want to work with. And DC's got some fantastic cities as part of its sister city network. You know, capital cities around the world, hugely prestigious, and and Sunderland with our unique connection. And I think people find Sunderland because it's much smaller probably than some of the other cities and doesn't have the status of being a capital city, but possibly a little bit more open, a little bit more welcoming and just appreciative of the opportunity to be working together. So I think we've had very positive feedback from from all of the people who we've worked with under the Sister Cities grant. And I think we would always be open to any of them coming back with new ideas and doing things or referring friends and creative practitioners to come and work with us. I think people, I think it reflects a little bit what you were saying about DC in the sense that everybody knows everybody. So Sunderland is relatively small, so therefore it's, you're never too far away from people who can help or signpost you or, you know, if you decide that you want to create a new piece of music but you don't know a certain type of musician, somebody will know somebody who can help. And I think that's sort of, a family is probably too strong a word in a sense, but it is that kind of thing in terms of it being a very close network that possibly reflects a little bit that part of what you're talking about within DC. Obviously, we're a much smaller city in the wider context. But people find it, easy to get around. I think they like the quality of life that you find here. Obviously, the weather is a lot more temperate than in DC, so we have beautiful sunshine at the moment, but it's not always the hottest of temperatures here. But easy to get around, lovely seaside to be able to get out to escape in some nice countryside. And I think one of the things, we're talking about the shipbuilding earlier on, so when Company E came and did one of their first projects, an early project it was around creating a trio of different films it was called timber iron sinew and it was about reflecting on the tradition of shipbuilding within the city from the early days when the boats were made of wood and then as the sort of it progressed because we were actually the largest shipbuilding town in the world in the 19th century mm. but one of the things that they did was just to really connect into people in the community so they talked to people in our maritime society who go out to schools and talk to young people about what it was like to work in the shipyards and things. And I think that, I think people feel that Sunderland's very accessible and very open. Um, That kind of seems to be the message that we get. Mm -hmm. It's interesting. I've lived in Washington, D.C. for 11 years now. uh, And when I first moved to the city uh, from Texas, from another part of the country completely, I didn't realize initially just the the depth and the breadth of the artistic community here in Washington. And it's really fantastic. Uh, by the same token, I had never heard of Sunderland before I came to work for the DC commission on the arts and humanities and learned about our grant program and our sister cities. So in, in some ways it's like, there's these hidden gems uh, throughout the world uh, of arts and, and creativity that they may not be at the forefront of some people's minds. Like, a London or a New York, but there is some really rich and vibrant uh, assets in in these cities. Absolutely. And I think that's what makes it such a rewarding area to work in and to be part of. So now, are you an artist yourself, Catherine? No, absolutely not. <laughs> absolutely. I like to take absolutely. photographs, but that's about the limit of my creativity. So what... 
how did the this sort of cultural creative aspect fall into your lap uh, with the work in economic regeneration? So my early roles within the city council were very much around um, European engagement and developing our international strategy as a city and developing and coordinating our partnerships with our partners. So my early involvement really came in terms of coordinating the sister city agreement with Washington, D.C., and looking at building different connections across the piece as to where the most likely opportunities were, whether it was through overlap in terms of different objectives or overlap in terms of introductions that people made for us, sort of, to see where those opportunities were to progress. So we started off doing different things in terms of software and technology, started the conversations with Washington Glass School and people like Tim Tate and Michael Janus and Owen Timmers, and started off a number of different areas, partnerships with universities. So we do some work with George Washington University and the University of the District of Columbia. And each of those different strands, although none of them am I the expert in, I was able to know in a sense enough and to bring in the experts behind the scenes wherever we needed them to get particular projects away. And then, so I keep an overview in a sense as to what the opportunities are come to DC when we can, when we have the opportunity to meet new people and talk about new ideas and then bring in the real artists and creative people behind the scenes to develop the projects to make sure that they're of the quality what they need. So jack of all trades and master of none to a certain extent, but just making sure that really our international engagement as a city is contributing to the wider objectives that we have for the city. So around creating benefits for the people of both communities. So we're almost out of time here. Uh, is there any uh, final thoughts uh, that you'd like to share? Anything that we didn't cover about the sister cities relationship or arts and culture in general that you'd like to talk about? I think the thing for us is our partnership is absolutely based on a unique historic connection. But what's very, very important for us, and I feel that is the same with people who we talk to in the district, that it's about taking that unique historic connection and creating very real benefits. So I think that's something that we're really keen to continue to develop. We'd love to involve our young people, both sides, as much as possible, and to really be open to whatever ideas creative people in DC have to partner with us, to work with us on particular projects, whether that's here or remotely. And I just think that can bring a real added dimension to the cultural and creative activity of both of our cities. So I feel personally very proud and very privileged to have been involved in the partnership from the beginning. I don't think we could ever have envisaged just how strong the creative element would become. It was always a priority area for us because creative industries, the creative economy is a priority for us. But the serendipity in those introductions, I think, have been really important. But I think it's really important, the work that the Arts Commission has has led on and the, the vision there really to develop the Sister Cities Grant and to create all those opportunities. And I think without that underpinning support, we wouldn't have got as far together as we have done. Well, I think it's certainly been beneficial for for our artists and for our city, uh, uh, not just with Sunderland, but with all of our sister cities, uh, to be able to, to allow our artists to travel and to present their work to essentially promote uh, our city, but also to learn from our from our partners across the globe, and uh, it's really wonderful to hear that 
that this relationship has been so fruitful and productive over these years for, for both of our communities. I think it's something we can all be very proud of and hopefully we could look forward in another five, 10 years and look back on another really successful program of activity. Hopefully so. Catherine, thank you for taking time out of your busy day to speak with us all the way on the other side of the Atlantic Ocean here. Um, and thank you for all of your work that you do on your side uh, for this program. Uh, and we look forward to speaking to you again sometime. Thank you very much. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. You've been listening to The 202 Studio, a podcast series of the DC Commission on the Arts and Humanities. Thanks to the commissioners and staff of the Commission on the Arts and Humanities, the Office of Cable Television, Film, Music, and Entertainment, and special thanks to our mayor, Muriel Bowser, for her support of the Arts and Humanities in the District of Columbia. And thanks to you for listening today. Thank you.